Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I always talk about the four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And I'm always scouring the globe, looking for individuals, embodying those four types of freedoms, getting their insights and distinctions. How did they do what they do? Sharing those with you and inspiring you. So today I'm happy to welcome Lauren St. George, and you can see the founder of What's Next, helping you design your next live chapter with clarity and purpose. Um, so today's going to be talking about, you know, we've made it now what meaning uh and all of those types of insights so lauren welcome hi thank you for having me uh, um i know you were coming from different parts of the continent but tell people about your backstory how you got started and what you do absolutely um thank you so uh originally from south africa but i've been in the u.s now longer than i was there so um you know have a fondness for both countries and um you know my my journey's been varied but i i've landed in a place where i think it's been a culmination of of uh my past and and the skills and experiences that i've learned along the way so uh i'm a coach and a consultant uh by day uh a, a mom the rest of the time um and you know i've found that the the work that i've been doing on the consulting side helping companies figure out what's next for them uh that those methods and and ways of working works just as well for individuals when they're facing that question of you know what's next for them and so that's where what's next came from was uh putting together a, a program that could help people really think about what they want to do to next um, at whatever stage they are in their life. Mm. That's interesting because I really like how you describe this what's next phase. But for a lot of people listening, it's very important because they've salary, they had the, you know, car, spouse, car, um, house, you know, kids, mm -hmm. etc. You know, they have all that. But, you know, now what? So, you know, you can call it a crisis, you can call it whatever, but what are five simple questions they must answer to transform their lives, take it to the next level? Well, it starts with where do I want to go? Uh, and for some people, that's easier than others. But I think you take stock of your life and you go, this is where I am now. And this is where I want to get to. Um, and I think you need to, and 
you need to do that across you know all dimensions of your life. So it's not just career, um, but it's you know relationships, it's your social life, it's your health, it's your mental wellness, it's the environment that you're living in. Is it is that living up to what you would need it to be? Are you, not only are you in the right city, but do you have the people around you that you want around you? So you look at you know, take stock of your life from a 360 view, and you go, this is where I am now. Where would I like to be three years from now? Um, where would I like to be five years from now? And start to think about that. So that's a starting off place. Then you need to ask yourself why. <laughs> why on earth do I want to get there, right? Because to me, the why is the most important question to answer because that's your motivation. And a lot of times people will give the sort of a, you know, the first layer is like an onion. The first layer of the onion, they'll say, they'll give that why. But I really believe that you need to peel back that onion and get to the to the heart of it, um, which means being honest with yourself because sometimes the, the why is something we don't necessarily want to tell the world um, and you don't need to. But I think you need to know what that why is. Um, and once you've got that, that becomes the motivation. It's the fuel in the tank. So now you know where you're headed. Uh, we we'd like to go to where the destination is. You've got the fuel in the tank because you've got the, the 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 why answered. Then you need to think about what are some of the potential like obstacles that are going to come in in the way. What are the potential risks that are involved? What are the roadblocks that might hinder it? My family might not want to do that. My spouse might not think that's a great idea. You know, there's going to be people along the way and there's going to be other things that pop up um, that, that get in the way. And so the fourth question is, oh, how, do I, how do I overcome those? And I, I always suggest that you take whatever those obstacles are and you kind of put them into three buckets. You have the gravel, the rocks, and the boulders. So the gravel is the easy stuff, right? That's, that's the low-hanging fruit. You can probably work through that pretty quickly. The rocks are going to take more time and effort and the boulders are probably the things that you either have to just live with or you've got to really figure a way around those. Some people like to start on solving the small stuff first and others like to jump in and get one of the big things out of the way. So whatever your preference is, start to work through the big things or the things that you think are going to move the needle the most, getting you to where you, where you want to get to. And then that final question is, how am I going to stay motivated? Because motivation is something that ebbs and flows. And it's, you know, for, uh, for a lot of people, they hit a roadblock and, or a setback. It's not quite going the way you want. And, and you could fall, you fall off or give up. So to me, motivation is the most vital because you can have a plan of where you're going to. But if the motivation, you know, ebbs, are you going to stay the course? It's interesting. Um, in those five questions and i think it's really during periods such as 2008 uh 2020 which really people took stock of you know why mm -hmm. what is you know what is their purpose you know and it was interesting because you were talking about it and i was like yeah well um because a lot you know a lot of my colleagues they're like they you know 500k plus and uh they know deep down they should be doing something else but mm -hmm. you know they have to start over like you know that 500k is very difficult to replace and they have a house and wife and kids in private schools and all that. So, you know, when people know that they have to change, but then they don't. And then, you know, finally this, this, this regret accumulates, but um, how do you, what do what do they, what do they fear change? How do they overcome? How do they take that first step? How can they branch out into new directions? It's a great question. Fear is an interesting thing. Uh, and, and I think it, it I think for your audience in particular, 
many pr probably know this, but our brains are, are are designed to keep us safe. And and it means that when anything new or scary or threatening comes along, we hit fight or flight. Um, and that's why even, even you know, small changes sometimes can trigger that voice in your head. It's like, no, nah, that's probably not a good idea. I shouldn't do that. Or what are people going to think? Or whatever that little voice is that pops up. We all have it. Some of us have louder voices than others, but they're there. Um, and that's, you know, that's your brain trying to keep you safe. It's much happier in, in its comfort zone. It doesn't like to break patterns. It, it wants to stay uh, in sort of autopilot. And so it takes getting, for many of my clients, it takes getting to that point of a tipping point of some sort. Some life event has happened. Um, and in, in what you brought up, we've had a global event that has caused a lot of people to take stock of their life. Um, and so I, to me, I think the important thing is you need to, you don't need to all of a sudden give up the job and and take the kids out of school and uh, and and jump straight into the next thing. I always believe in taking you know considered risks and to have the plan in place and kind of work yourself from one thing into the next. So you know I I always like to understand with my clients what kind of what their risk factor is, that how much risk they're prepared to take on, um, and then we put the plan in place to to get to that. So. Um, I, I think that helps with some of the fears. I think for other fears, it's about really understanding where that's coming from. Um, fear of failure can can be can come from a myriad of places. Um, we've certainly learned it in our education systems. Um, doctors have certainly learned it. You get something wrong the first time, and it can be it can be dire. Um, and so, you know, it, I, to me, it's about talking about shifting mindset to more of an innovation mindset of trying something, iterating on it. If it doesn't work the first time, how, how can I do it differently? Or what do I need to do next? Um, and so I, for a lot of people, it's shifting to this place of being a little more, more playful, um, not being as stressed by taking a step, um, making the steps smaller so that they feel less risky uh, and having a plan in place so that when you start to take those steps, you know where you're headed. Yeah, I always advocate just like do, do it where like your... Um... If you fail, it's okay. So it's like you do it on the side. It's kind of like these side experiments. And then you slowly, you grow. And then you, for example, you, let's say you work five days a week, then you work four. And then, you know, the other day is like spent working on this side. And then eventually it becomes, you can eventually take the leap. But then one thing is talking about is talking about, I like to think of it in terms of your mindset and then your environment. and. So we'll talk about mindset first is mm -hmm. this idea between the reptilian brain and the mammalian brain. And how do you like your, your mammalian brain is saying, don't do this, but then your, you know, your intuition and your instincts are saying, so how do you outsmart your, your, your neocortex? I mean, I think first it's understanding that that's what ha what's happening, right? I mean, for a lot of people, they don't, they don't know that that's kind of the way we're programmed so i think <laughs> you know when you when you know that your brain is actually a tool and it can be used for, for whatever you want it to be used for that's 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 a simplified uh, answer because there are certainly uh, different brains and, and and brains work differently for different people but but i think if you un if you have an understanding of of the way that the brain works um and you're looking out for that voice that's in your head that's saying this is not a good idea 
you know, all of those sorts of things. Um, then we have options. We can we can certainly start doing things like practicing uh, mindfulness to really ground ourselves in the present. We can do meditation. We can to quieten out the voice. Um, we can certainly do things like surround ourselves with with the right support system. Right? You know, I, I think we when we want to make a change, uh, I think we have to be careful about who we share that idea with because you you don't want people. Um, to stop you before you even get started. So be very, you know, to me, I think it's be very careful with who you share that with and make sure that they're people who are going to support you um, in doing that. And then, you know, if you don't have those people around you, then go find them. There's, you know, if, you, if you're wanting to become an author, go join a writer's group because you're going to be surrounded by people that are doing something that you want to do, right? And so you're already putting yourself in an environment where you're going to be supported. So there's certainly ways to do to do that so that you're aware of what your brain's doing. You, you know, oftentimes it's about coming up with the response to your brain, like, no, I know I can do it or you know, whatever that mantra is that you need to say to yourself. And I, the other part I think about mindset is also being really conscious about what you're putting into your brain. What are you reading? What are you listening to? What, what TV are you watching? Um, all of those sorts of factors. What are you doing first thing in the morning? Are you picking up your phone and automatically looking at emails and social media? You have an opportunity to curate what goes into your brain. And the more positive stuff you put in, the better mindset you're going to have, the, the more, more you're going to be ready to to take on what that challenge is, to, to take on making that change happen in your life. Um, so I think you you know there's a, a number of things you can do that don't take a lot of time of your day um, but can really set you up for success uh, when when you consciously do them. Mm, I love that. I had a guest on the show the other day, and he was saying, you know, particular in reference to what you're talking about is not having good support. And he's like, be conscious, aware of who is in the room with you, and whether and be conscious of their the different opinions. So that he's mm -hmm. just saying these are opinions. So. People may not support you, but that's their opinion. You know, you don't have to, you know, to each his own. Well, the other thing uh, what, that you also made interesting, this, uh, a lot of people, they they know they're, they want more. And um, so they start taking action. They say they get a, they, they say they want to be a, a, a keynote speaker or TED, you know, they get a TEDx talk and then they get on stage and then they have this feeling of imposter syndrome. And tell the audience about imposter syndrome, what it is, how to manage it, and um, how it's it's natural for as we go through these transitions. Certainly, I mean, imposter syndrome is 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 really when you feel like you're you're a phony. Someone's gonna find you out that you're not supposed to be in the room, um, that maybe you're not qualified enough to be there. You're just waiting. You're waiting for someone to raise their hand and, and go. Why, why are they on the stage? It, you know, I think I think it's something that happens with people who have been successful in their life. Um, we we often don't acknowledge, um, you know, the the level that we've gotten to or the the skills that we have, and we're kind of waiting for the the shoe to drop and someone to find us out. The truth is, you're there because you're good at what you do, and and people know that. Um, they wouldn't invite you onto a TEDx stage if they didn't believe that you had something worthwhile to say. So I think 
you know, one of the things is you got to remind yourself of, of, of what it's taken to get to where you are. And sometimes it's as easy as, as taking out a, a piece of paper and starting to write down, you know, what, what actually are my strengths and skills. And I think once you see that list of things, it, it reminds you that you're not, you, you know, you're not an imposter. You're, you're there because you, you put in the time, you put in the effort and you've gotten to where you are. You know, and, and it and it does. You're right. It does. I think pop up even more so when you're making a transition from from one thing to another. Especially if it's a big. It's not just I'm changing jobs, but I'm changing careers. Um, you know, I've been doing this for for a large part of my life, and now I'm over here. Um, and so I think you need to then look at sort of the like adjacent skills. Like these are the things that I was that, that you know that were important in my past career and and they're important today even in this career and be mindful again that you're not there because because people didn't see the value in what you do um, it, it happens and 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 you're not alone in it by any means and there's a lot of people out there um feeling the same way but but reminding yourself of of your experience the skills your strengths um is a place to start um Again, I think being mindful of these things, catching yourself when you start to talk yourself down, um, those are all sorts of things that you know that you can you can have in your tool belt. That support system again is you know they're your cheerleaders. They're the people also that can help remind you of you know why why you're having these opportunities and um, why this this change to whatever it is that your your heart desires and that dream of of the next thing you know why it makes sense. Um, that support system can help in that as well. As we get to the, you know, kind of the final question to the end of the conversation, you know, what are good practices to keep me motivated to reach a goal? Um, and how can people contact you, follow you re and reach out to you? Okay. Let's start with the first question, the motivation piece, because <laughs> that, that's one that I am particularly passionate about because Again, it's it, we we can we can sometimes get fired up to do something. Some, something knocks us off course, and and we and we leave it. And um, you know what what motivates some people and keeps them on on track versus others. There's a sort of I think there needs to be an understanding that there is there's action and there's motivation. And sometimes you have to force yourself to do action in order to get motivated. So, for instance, it's easier to sit on the couch binge watching TV, eating potato yeah. chips, sometimes than getting up and going to the gym. Um, and so you have to force yourself to actually do that, right? You have to get off the couch and go do it. You feel great after you've done it the first time, helps you to do it the second time. And, and, you know, the, and then the momentum starts up. Sometimes action has to come first. Other times motivation comes first. A lot easier if motivation's first because that's the thing that's fueling you. So some of the things you can do. First thing, you, if you know you have to force yourself to do something, choose something that's going to take you less than two minutes to achieve it. So start small. Uh, so that you can actually get it right the first time you can celebrate the win. As you're going, track your progress. Even if you step backwards, you will see that you're moving forwards, and that's the general direction you want to be headed in. And as you do that, make sure you do actually celebrate the, the wins that you're getting. Um, keep yourself motivated that way. The other is as you're setting whatever that goal is, make sure that you're setting it uh, as a positive. So there, there are avoidance goals and there are approach goals. So approach goals are when you actually make, frame it in a positive light versus a, a negative light. So for instance, if it is, I want to, you know, be healthy, uh, healthy, an approach goal would be, you know, I want to eat healthier, uh, more nourishing food. 
versus uh, avoidance goal would be I'm going to stop eating sugar and carbohydrates. There is definitely enough research that shows that an avoidance goal is is something that's actually over time, you're going to lose motivation. It's harder to stick to it. So if you can always frame your goal and what you're trying to get to in a positive light, you're already setting yourself up for more success. So, you know, those two-minute first steps, keep rewarding yourself along the way, having compassion for yourself if you if you slide backwards, realizing that, you know, one day you might have more energy to, to work on something than the next, um, that that motivation is going to ebb and flow. Definitely ride the waves as they're going up. Be gentle with yourself when you're losing some momentum. Um, and then, you know, fire yourself up again. Don't let it go too long between between actions. But, you know, again, be compassionate with yourself. So that's, that's you know, some of the things along the way that I've learned about, about motivation. Now, in terms of finding me, uh, my website is Answer. And through there, you can schedule a call with me. You can sign up for my newsletter. I send that out weekly with lots of tools and uh, tricks that you can use to, to uh, find motivation, keep things going. And for all the listeners out there, um, let's thank for this wonderful podcast episode. Um, very interesting. All of Lauren's resources will be in the links and show notes. She's on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Her website will be in the links. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week